When I say can you dig it, put your two hands up like that. to another episode of can you dig it a podcast by silverscreenandroll.com i am christian rebus joined by jacob rood uh and it's a weird time to be talking about sports right now as excited as i was to hear that the nba is going to return and we'll talk about that on today's show uh but even as excited as i was and how much i've been looking forward to the nba's announcement that excitement was a little it was tempered by everything that's going on in the in the world, whether it's you know the ongoing pandemic or uh, the civil un- unrest as a result of racial injustice in this country. Um, it just it feels weird, Jacob, and I'm, I'm sure it it feels just as weird for you. Uh, but we're hoping we get to the point um, not to where the NBA becomes uh, a distraction from the very the, the, the larger problems that we have in this country uh, but hopefully we get to a point where things progress enough to where sports can feel important again uh, and until then we're going to do our best to keep you guys informed on the latest happenings in the league uh, Jacob um, first of all how, how are you? I am doing well I'm I share a lot of the same sentiment you had. I mean, I, I'm sure any about everybody listening to this was excited to hear the NBA is back, but it was a kind of muted type of excitement. Um, I was listening to, to Pete, Laker Film Room, do one of his podcasts, and he said it, it, it's a weird feeling right now because eventually basketball will – will feel like it matters again but right now it feels like we're we're in a moment we're in a moment of history um so it's kind of hard to to get too um worked up excited anything about what the nba is doing i'm glad it's back um hopefully by the time it actually comes back on the court um i'm trying to think of a, a good way to where this things will be corrected with these protests and um and we'll we'll have some victories there so um but yeah i'm i'm excited that it's back uh it it just there wasn't a whole lot of celebrating it was just kind of something that that i read and i was excited but it feels like a there's a much bigger kind of issue surrounding the world right now absolutely um and and like i said it it is ultimately our jobs to talk about basketball and um you know whether it's to uh have an escape for half an hour of your day uh from you know something that i feel like a lot of people want to look away from right now but i think it's really important um that they don't and that they understand what's what's going on in the country and uh do their due diligence to you know to help promote uh, justice and racial equality so I am all for that uh, and with that being said we can kick off today's show which will be about 
everything that we know and don't know about the resumption of the 2019-20 season, uh, which is going to come pretty close to entering 2021, uh, which is absolutely insane. The I was about to look it up. I wonder if the I'm trying to think quickly, like in my in my head, it the season came to a pause in March, so you're looking April, May, June, July, about four and a half months. How long does the off season normally last? Like it's end of June, July, August, September. I mean, we're talking about as long as a normal off season is. It's, for, it's longer for, than a normal off season for sure. Yeah. yeah. You have so, July, August, September, and then um, so it's like almost four months. We're talking about over four months with um, with the coronavirus hiatus, if that's what you want to call it. Um, it is very weird, um, and I think the amount of time they'll be off, I think, probably played a role in the tentative start date for the 2000. Uh, 2021 season but that we're already getting ahead of ourselves let's start with the 2019-20 season uh and here's what we know as has been rumored for a few weeks um maybe even almost a month now the nba will play at walt disney world in orlando florida at the espn worldwide uh sports complex it's either worldwide sports or worldwide of sports I think the former rolls off the tongue a little better, but <laughs> who am I to tell Disney what sounds good? Um, so that's happening. And I think from a public safety standpoint, Walt Disney World is is, is probably as, as close to a bubble city as you can get, where you're in a controlled environment, at least in theory. What we also know is that Players will be able to go in and out of the bubble, which, as we've talked about on the show before, just isn't how bubbles work. Like, Sandy Cheeks lives in a bubble. <laughs> and she has a door that she can come in and out of. That's basically Two doors, what, actually. what the NBA is doing. Uh, and as long as, uh, you know, you're a, you're a sea creature, you're, you're able to exit it. So it sounds like... Um, Sounds like that's what the NBA is going for. Uh, I'm not. I'm not positive that that is um, the right idea, but I mean they've spent more time thinking about it than we have. I'm sure. Uh, so let's. I'm. I'm hoping for the best. So already, Robin Lopez has been all over Twitter um, discussing how he can get into the. Uh, the park, basically, yeah. basically the the park and the worldwide, whatever you decided it was called, worldwide sports complex or whatever, um, are separate. And somebody actually just shared this with me. Woj tweeted, for those visiting Disney World this summer and hoping to see an active NBA player roaming the parks and getting on rides, well, the Players Association made it clear that won't be happening for players, nor the family members joining them. Robin Lopez replied to that and said, "What if I, what if we already have annual passes? Mine doesn't have blackout dates." <laughs> um, and he was also questioning. He had a similar question as well. Um, he, this man. The only people who took big L's in this are probably Brooke and Robin Lopez because right. 
these are probably peak months for them to be at Disney World, and they're going to have to be spending their time instead inside of a gymnasium um, playing or working out. Um, so, yeah, it, big else for them. But, yeah, it, it, it's going to be exciting. It's uh, a lot of interesting details that Shams had about just literally the details about what's going on. There's going to be a couple of exhibition games. They're going to do testing every day, as you mentioned, with whatever, the bubble, which just feels like a word at this point, nothing else, because it's not a bubble. <laughs> the bubble is an idea. It's a lifestyle. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's certainly not actually a bubble. Um, families will be able to to come after the first round of the playoffs. I think it's limited to, like, three people. Um, so that'll be interesting to see. actually have some fans there. Um, for some of these playoff games. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of interesting details that uh, that will be going on. I think my favorite one to just think about is that um, they said there could be crowd noise via NBA 2K video game sounds, but the NBA and Players Association is still discussing creative opportunities. Uh, outside of that, I don't know what creative opportunities there is to explore. <laughs> yeah. Just get actual like music artists to perform some type of concert during the games <laughs> instead yeah i'm I'm sure uh the in-game djs will be declared essential because with how much guys like to practice to music i imagine they enjoy playing to it just as much so i'm expecting the crowd noise i know tested in the bundesliga and it it's sounds awful, odd. but yeah, yeah, it's like it's almost eerie, especially when they score a goal um, being projected on the speakers. It really sounds like a, the PA system you have for morning announcements at in high school. Mm-hmm. That's what it sounds like. So I hope Disney has better facilities to make it sound more realistic. Yeah. the So like when they first started the Bundesliga they didn't have those, and I actually kind of liked it because you could hear the players, you could hear the shouting and stuff, um, which in the Bundesliga was literally just shouting because most of it was in German, and I don't speak German. But I, I was more interested in how it would apply to American sports. But then they, I, I the first time I saw it was the Bayern uh, Dortmund game. I thought the crowd was entirely too loud. Like, it was just really odd having this super loud crowd when you could see that the bleachers were empty. Um, And then, yeah, it was just, like, they were trying to have the crowd react to, like, shots that narrowly missed and stuff like that, and it was always kind of delayed. I I think somebody pointed it out. I don't really want there to be pumped-in crowd noise because this is, like, a unique situation. Like... Just embrace it for what it is. I don't really want it to feel normal necessarily. Yeah, it, I mean, and it definitely, I don't think whatever they do is not going to feel normal. I'm not opposed to the the 2K crowd noise. I think having somebody doing it live to where it sounds like the crowd's doing 2K, where it doesn't seem like there's... Uh, much gaps in in reaction time in terms of of how plays are responded to i i wouldn't mind it what i prefer are two things do you remember when 
the USA basketball team went to go watch the swim team at the Olympics. Yes. And it was cool seeing athletes root for other athletes. That kind of AAU style, just like having players in the stands and seeing who they root for, I think would be really fun. Um, I don't know if they'll have anybody in the stands. I know Adam Silver has already said that he doesn't know if even if coaches will even be on the bench, which is weird. Yeah. Um, but that, I mean, that I'm in favor of. The second thing is a just air the games on HBO if you have to. I want to hear every word that is said on that court in that yes. gym. <laughs> I would just do like they did for the last dance, but like. I mean, they're not showing anything else, but the mature version or whatever they called it on ESPN. Yeah. Don't edit anything and then put the other version on ESPN, two and put it on a five or ten second delay, whatever you need to, and have the periods where it goes silent so that they can get the swear words out of there. But uh, I'm 100% in support of that. Yeah, I. everybody wants to hear what the players are always saying anyway. I want to hear all the trash talk going on that it's the only time i wish the warriors would be involved so i could hear draymond yet doing like he did to paul pierce and just yelling it <laughs> at random people and and trash talking i don't know who i'd be the most excited to hear i think Embiid is probably at the top of the list the morris brothers talk a lot <laughs> yeah especially in a western conference final series Lakers Clippers that that would be a whole bunch of fun but um yeah we'll see but I actually don't hate that idea of airing the games on two different channels for um that'd be tight um the so not all 30 teams are playing which is probably in Steve Kerr's best interest because I'm <laughs> sure he's uh already loosened the pants put on the sweatpants let the beard grow out just gone into full quarantine mode. Um, and so as a result of teams, just, I think one, not being super inspired for to, to, to play meaningless games and potentially injure players that could be crucial to their rotation next season when they actually have a chance to compete uh, that, and just, uh, you know, wanting to minimize the amount of teams uh, player staff they bring to Orlando uh, so only 20 te- 22 teams will play, and they'll play eight regular season games on top of the two exhibition games they'll reportedly play. Uh, and once they play those eight regular season games, depending on how the standings look, there may be a play-in tournament. And the way that is going to work, and I, Jacob, unless I am mistaken, It'll only be in the Western Conference because unless John Wall's coming back, I don't see the Wizards contending for the ninth seed in the Eastern Conference. Kind of surprised they even brought the Wizards, but yes. Yeah, I I think it was really just a product of (laughs) some like the Wizards executive going, hey, it's still mathematically possible if you play eight games. They needed one bogey team that people could beat up on a bit. Um, so yeah, they'll, they'll be there, but I, I ultimately think this applies to the Western conference. Uh, if the ninth seed in the Western conference is within four games of the eighth seed in the Western conference, there will be a play in tournament 
for that final seed in a 16-team playoff tournament. Uh, despite rumors that conferences wouldn't be a thing, it still will be Eastern Conference, Western Conference format, best of seven series. We just don't know who the eighth seed in the Western Conference is going to be yet. Uh, Jacob, we talked a bit about the teams that the Lakers could potentially play in our last show, so we won't we won't talk about that. What I will talk about is the idea of a play-in tournament at all. How do you feel about those teams getting a chance over the Grizzlies who, with the games they had, just flat out won more games? Um, I think it's probably the best compromise they could have come up with. Um, on one hand, I mean, I do think the teams like the Blazers, Pelicans, Kings, maybe the Spurs, the Suns are another team I'm surprised are invited, but... Um, those teams did have a, I think, a, a legitimate kind of complaint because they were pretty quickly closing in on the Grizzlies, and the Grizzlies were, were slipping, and you could make a pretty easy argument that one of those teams would have gotten in. Um, and if you're going to play regular season games, um, you pretty much have to include that playoff race. So it felt like a compromise because even if it gets to a situation where um, there is a play-in tournament. Whoever the lower seed is is going to have to beat the eight seed twice before the eight seed wins once. Um, so basically, it's like it's if you're in a playoff series and you're down three-two, like you're going to have to beat the the other team twice before they can beat you once. So um, it's it's probably the best compromise they could have come up with. Um, short of just saying sorry to the non-playoff teams. I think part of it is some of the star factor that they in is in some of those nine seeds. They oh, wanted, absolutely, yeah. They wanted Dame there. They wanted Zion there, um, guys like that. So they probably wanted someone like Pop um, just to put him in front of microphones more. And Devin Booker, I mean – He's a rising star as well, so I think they wanted to just get some of those guys. Same, I mean, honestly, it's probably the best argument for why the Wizards are there, for Bradley Beal to to be on the national stage more. I mean, they are just five and a half games back, but yeah, I'd be stunned if they made up the ground to, to force a play-in tournament, but I'm fine with it. It's an interesting little scenario. I probably still would have just preferred like all the 8, 9, 10, 11, and 12 seed or however it would have worked out, all just playing in a tournament and figuring it out. But, I mean, you got to reward the, the Grizzlies somehow for actually having the best record right now. So it seems like a healthy compromise. I'm, I'm surprised the Blazers were the one team that voted against it. And the, the reasoning they used was that they wanted a more creative – like decision basically or creative way to get i don't understand what they want like they're going to get a chance to get in the playoffs like i guess what they wanted was the world cup format where they're Mm -hmm. more likely guaranteed a chance to to get into the playoffs so i guess that's yeah here it is blazers are eager to resume season but chose to vote no because franchise believed there were more competitive and innovative formats on the table um, that was from Woj. So I get, I guess they basically just wanted a better shot at getting to the playoffs. They're currently the nine seed, so I don't know. I mean, they're tied with both the Pelicans and the Kings. So 
it'll be interesting to see those teams the pelicans schedule i know we talked a lot about them last week and don't want to dive too much into them again but the pelicans are going to play the kings twice and the grizzlies twice um the blazers play i I think they're going to end up playing the grizzlies twice uh or at least once um and I want to say it'll be like the f- final game of their eight. Yeah, they'll play them for the first game and the last game. Um, so technically you could have the Blazers and Grizzlies playing for a shot at one of them to be in the play-in tournament or both. Like, it's going to be really interesting to see how that all shakes out. So I'm fine with it. I think it's going to lead to some interesting games. It's a going to be a, an eight game sprint and it's all going to be competitive games so it should be fun and and most of those teams specifically the pelicans of pelicans kings and trailblazers have just been like torn up by injuries this season yeah. uh none of those teams have been healthy and the hope is that with the what will be four and a half months by then um that they've had off players like Marvin Bagley, uh, Yusuf Nurkic will be healthy. Zach Collins, um, the Kings, Rashawn Holmes was, was injured for a little while. So just, just guys that they, they haven't had all season. I know Zion was just starting to play before the season was suspended. So, you know, having him get more reps with the team and, and seeing what they can do as a full unit, I think is going to be really exciting. So I am all for the play in tournament. Uh, if it results in the Lakers playing the Pelicans in the first round, it's going to tug at my heartstrings a bit. But hmm. I mean, you know, it won't be as fun because I think part of the fun of that series would have been how both fans reacted. Oh, yeah. Especially New Orleans fans to Anthony Davis. That, that crowd would have been crazy they had a yeah they had a pretty underrated crowd um this season especially once zion came back that crowd would have went wild for those games it's gonna be it's kind of a i say this knowing that this is the only way we were gonna get basketball but it's just kind of a bummer that because a a clippers lakers series would have been so much fun especially as a lakers fan where the lakers were basically going to get seven home games um, in that series, I think it honestly probably favors the Clippers that it's going to be played on a neutral floor because um, they were never going to have home court in that series. Yeah. Um, so I think the Laker crowd was great all year. I don't remember what the Lakers record was at home. Um, they were 23 and eight at home. Um so it's a bit of a bummer. I mean, they've been a, a really good road team anyway this year. So yeah. um, it'll I don't know that that'll matter too much. But just as a fan, it would have been a lot of fun to see some of those those big playoff moments with the big shots and the big dunks and the crowd going wild. I was looking forward to having those back for the first time in forever. Um, I'm still happy the Lakers are going to be in the playoffs and probably the one seed, but a uh, little bit of a bummer that the fans won't be able to be involved. I hope that they're able to bring in family and at least uh, recreate some sort of environment. Right. Um, I mean, like you said, having the teams there, it'll be interesting to see if they're allowed and whatnot. Cause I mean, there's not much else to do in the bubble. Um, and 
I mean, I could see LeBron wanting to go watch Melo play. Um, I mean, could you imagine LeBron and the Lakers watching Portland against the Clippers and just openly rooting for Portland and Melo? Like, it would create so much fun and so many... Like, Patrick Beverly would absolutely take that personal and try to just destroy the Lakers the next time they played. So, An average uh, seven points per game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they do with that. And But, yeah, it, it is a little bit of a bummer that the fans won't be involved because there would have been some really interesting um, kind of home-and-away kind of series that the Lakers could have played in. Yeah, I, again... I'm all I'm all for that AAU. It's even being described as a, a college style um, environment. I would with, say it's more AAU. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But uh, in the sense that like college students come from their dorms. Um, oh, and okay. Just kind of live on campus. Yeah. Um, and if I mean if again we have no idea how safe it's actually going to be. But if players are getting tested regularly and everybody in the bubble is getting tested regularly, um, I don't know. They may they may be able to watch the games. Uh, so, yeah, 16 team playoff format. Not not a lot changed there. A potential for a play in tournament. Uh, and that is really the most that we know right now, unless there is something I am missing, Jacob. No, that pretty much covers it. I think the big thing that we... Well, the only other thing that we know as well is that, I mean, teams will basically have three-hour practice windows, um, Shams reported, and there's a couple courts and weight rooms. It'll be interesting to see how that's handled because um, you're basically not going to be able to practice or work out as much as you used to be able to. Um, I guess a lot of the veteran teams weren't practicing much anyway, so... Yeah, I, it kind of makes this whatever the training camp they're going to have even more important to ramp things up. Um, but yeah, that that's all the stuff I think we know um, for the the up or the the restart of the season. I guess the big unknowns are what's going to happen next season. Oh, absolutely. So we'll uh, we'll get into that a bit. It's a little less to get into, uh, but we'll get into that after we take a quick break. Jacob, one thing I didn't mention that completely slipped my mind was when the NBA's Game 7 of the NBA Finals would potentially be. That is October 12th, which means we could be getting Party City Halloween ads during the (laughs) NBA Finals, which is just so crazy to me. Uh, And if there is baseball, not optimistic there will be. The World Series and the NBA Finals could be happening at the same time, which is probably not ideal for the MLB. They're probably not too jazzed about that. But a uh, ton of fun for people that like watching sports, specifically people in L.A. that root for uh, really good uh, baseball and basketball teams. Um, I'm very, very pessimistic the MLB is going to come back. They have all sorts of issues. That- same doesn't even seem like they're remotely close to working out. Um, but a, a couple people mentioned this during the the kind of lockdown period. The next, like, once we finally get past this or start reopening things, like, the next six months 
to probably a year, including next summer, are just going to be absolutely jam-packed with sports. Um, you're going to have basketball through October. Soccer, MLS soccer is coming back. Um, we mentioned Bundesliga, German soccer's back. The Premier League and uh, Spanish soccer coming back in about, I think, nine or ten days. Um, and all that is going to be pretty much nonstop through the end of the year. Um, the ML or the NBA, I mean, right now they're playing. You mentioned October 12th would be the last possible date. The draft would be three days later, and free agency would be three days after that. Um, and then they get, I mean, the way it is right now, which it sounds like the Players Association is pushing back against it, but they're only going to have a, basically a month off between the end of this season and the beginning of next season. Um I think right now the target date's December 1st. I would think that's probably going to be pushed back to Christmas. Um, to me, it felt like a bit of a negotiating ploy by the NBA to say they probably really are okay with it starting on Christmas, but they set December 1st as a target date so that they can say, oh, well, we gave way and we negotiated and compromised back to Christmas. If it starts on Christmas, those games already are huge games. Um, the viewer ratings for those will be through the roof, I think, if that's when the season starts. Um, and it'll be interesting to see. They haven't really discussed it. It's one of the details I still have to work out how long next season's going to be. If they're going to play 82 games and just leave this as the schedule, if they're going to play... 50 or 60 games and finish the season on a time frame that it would normally finish and then revert back to the normal schedule. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they handle that, but we're going to get a lot of sports starting in basically middle of July on. We're going to get a lot of sports in a six month window. Yeah. I, I, uh, the start date for the 2000. 2021 season just sounds like injuries waiting to happen which i'm not crazy about especially given how banged up the league was with their stars already what whether it's you know john wall kevin durant clay thompson i was gonna say andre roberson jokingly but (laughs) that guy i legitimately forget that he's in the league fairly often well you i mean uh, of no fault to you because i do not think he has played in almost two years going on three years because of the same leg injury he's had. I don't know if he'll be back. I, I was going to say, do we know if he'll be back for whatever this is? His last oh, no. game, I'm his last game real quick was <laughs> January 27th of 2018. Yeah. I don't know if he'll be back in general is what I'm saying. Like, I don't oh, know. Yeah. Well, again. yeah. Uh, yeah, when it, it's definitely it's it was a pretty serious injury that they obviously had complications with. Um, and actually, there was a report in April that says uh, he's healthy enough to play, so he'll finally be back. But it's going to be 18 months since he played. At, yeah, I totally forgot that he was even in the league. I'm I'm looking at the same report now. There's your Andre Roberson update, everybody. I don't know why you would have come here for that, but we were we were bound to skew off topic once. <laughs> uh, 
so yeah, that uh, that's one of one of the unknowns is when the 2000 uh, 2021 season will start. And the other thing I glossed over, Jacob, because I am bad at my job. <laughs> <laughs> The the dates before the start of the 2020-21 season, although I guess it would be the start of the calend- the new calendar year. It's technically the offseason, not the 2020-21 season. At this point, it's semantics, but we're going to go through through it anyway. Um, and so, yeah, here here's what we know about the draft uh, and free agency. I, there's also information on the draft lottery. It just... It has no interest to <laughs> to Lakers fans anymore. Tankathon no. is no longer in their uh, recently searched uh, sites on on Safari. It has it doesn't come up as my like on Google Chrome when you open a new tab. There's like your eight most visited right. sites, and for like three or four years, Tankathon was one of them, and now it finally it's well well out of uh out of that cycle. Yeah, I mean which. God, thank God. Uh, they will have a pick in this year's draft. They just won't be a lottery pick, bearing something catastrophic. <laughs> like well, the I don't even makes... think it's. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. I don't even think it's possible for the. They've clinched a playoff spot, haven't they? Yeah, I was gonna say unless the league makes a rule that those that were the one seed in an effort to make the the tournament more competitive, the one seed's not allowed to compete, or LeBron James is straight up says I'm not going. Um, so yeah, bearing all of that, the Lakers won't be at the lottery this season. Uh, so the lottery is going to be on August 25th, followed by the draft on October 15th. Right now, the Lakers are slotted to pick 29th, and I do not imagine that will change because the Clippers are 4.5 games back, I want to say, um, which is a lot. (laughs) Have you done the? I could do the math on the flyer. Try to how many games do the Lakers need to win to clinch? Would it be three games? Yeah. So I it, quick correction. It is five point five games back of uh, the Clippers are five point five games back to the Lakers, which is really good. And so yeah, the Clippers would have to lose like three games out of the gate, uh, or just two games, and the Lakers win one. Or the Lakers would have to win three, and and they lock up the one seed, which what are seeds? Um, <laughs> nobody has home court advantage. If anything, I was say they matter a lot less now. They uh, they get first dibs on hotel rooms, which is something that's been rumored, which I think is hilarious. Uh, they get a <laughs> if they get a, I think the one seed should get a churro stand outside of their like a hotel room. Because Disneyland churros are the best. And if you have not had them, I strongly suggest you do. Uh, But other than that, God, I don't know how they're going to compensate the higher-seeded teams. I'm really excited to hear what teams are requesting. Um, There were some outrageous ones in that (laughs) McMenamin report. Like, bringing their own hardwood from their home court. I'm like, really, guys? Like... Come on, like this is this is a bit much. Or like designating one player can have seven fouls. Like Harrison had a hilarious piece on on the site, um, and some of those were less like ridiculous <laughs> than just saying, yeah, that player gets seven fouls. Like 
How do you do? We just give Anthony Davis seven fouls and tell him to just go hack people a couple times. <laughs> like, I don't even know how how that would work. I, I mean, realistically, I think the best way to do it is the one seed gets to pick their opponent for the first probably two rounds. Yeah. And everything else just falls in line for seed. So, because I I honestly think it'd be interesting to see if New Orleans gets the eight seed. Would you rather play New Orleans or Dallas? Yeah, yeah I, I think I think I, Dallas, honestly. I don't know, man. Luca is uh, very, very good at basketball, and you, you know, I I picked up. Um, I shouldn't say I picked up. I acquired Tim Hardaway Jr. in a trade for fantasy this year, and he was uh, he was he was doing good work for me. So I I'm not like scared of either team, but I think I'd I'd rather play the Pelicans because again. Who are you putting on LeBron James and Anthony Davis? But yeah, then it'd be in. Inter- I mean, the second round I think is where it'd be more interesting because yeah, depending on how those middle seeds shake out, um, depending like if Utah wins, they they won't have Bogdanovich. You might pick them if Houston wins. I still don't believe in that small ball, whatever they're running. Um, you might pick them, so it'd be interesting. I think that's probably the best way to do it. I know teams are afraid of the whole bulletin board material, but like, if you're the better team, you're the better team. Like, right. just go out there and beat them. Like, it's it's a silly thing to be afraid of. Um, that to me seems like the easiest uh, easiest way to handle that. Um, because outside of that, you're right. Seeds are basically meaningless, and there's not really any reason to. I mean, other than matchups, but. Everything just feels kind of meaningless in that regard now. So, and it'd be ridiculous if the Lakers didn't clinch the one seed. I'll be interested to see how they handle that though, because will they bring LeBron along slowly or AD? Will they rest those guys a whole bunch? Because um, I believe I can't remember whether it was Shams or Woj said that basically it's going to be a game every other day with like one back to back. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, boy, whoever does the first load management in the NBA restart is going to take some heat after, after four and a half months off and an eight game sprint. That first game Kawhi sits, boy, (laughs) Twitter is going to light them up. I am ready for it. Especially if you're a team like the trailblazers or Pelicans, um, if you're a team that has contending teams that are resting guys on your schedule, like that would have been schedule losses otherwise. It's just like, God damn it. Yeah. I mean, that'll be interesting because the Pelicans play both the Clippers, the Jazz, oh, and the Wizards are the, the only teams they play that aren't in that kind of eight seed battle. So like the Clippers is probably a loss unless they less unless they rest Kawhi and PG and then it's like suddenly that becomes a winnable game and yeah, that'll be interesting because all of this matters so much more now that there's only going to be eight games and uh, and whatnot. So I'm excited to, to be talking about basketball again, though, and not have to me and you sit here and have to make up stuff for 45 minutes, basically. Yeah, it, it does feel nice. Um, and again, I am I'm hoping we we're at a place in a month or two months from now where. Uh, we we can just enjoy 
uh, sport we love so much. Um, there's only one thing in the what we kind of know category, and that is the schedule, because um, I forgot who reported it. I believe it was Vincent Goodwill um, reported that the plan right now is for the for teams to play the remaining eight games on their schedule, and that's just how things are going to go. Uh, there are a few discrepancies with that, though. Like, for example, on the Lakers' schedule, they their eighth game against the Kings would be their the Kings' tenth game on their schedule. So I have no idea how that's going to work. Um, I'm sure it's going to be tampered with somehow, like the, to, in an effort to avoid those games entirely. And of course, the, the Hornets won't be making the trip to Orlando, and they are on the Lakers' next eight-game schedule, so they're getting skipped over. Detroit's getting slipped, uh, skipped over. Uh, Cleveland, Washington, and Minnesota are too. So what we kind of know is that. The Lakers will most likely play the Rockets, the Nuggets, the Jazz twice, Toronto, uh, Indiana, Sacramento, and OKC. Which, as far as schedules, as far as eight game schedules go, that's not a particularly easy schedule. I I said the same thing when looking at the Pelican schedule when I was writing about that and. The counter to that is there isn't going to be an easy schedule because all of these teams are basically playoff teams right? or playoff contending teams. Like the only easy schedule is probably going to include the Wizards yeah, uh, or the bottom, basically the bottom teams in the East. Um, it also, the way that the scheduling is now leads to some kind of weird quirks. Like the Clippers aren't going to play the Raptors at all based on the current schedule. Um Pelicans won't play the Wizards at all, um, like at all during the season when I say that. So I don't know if they try to sub some of those games in and and place. That's probably a headache that I'm sure that they're having to deal with and figure out, trying to figure out who's going to play in what games and whatnot. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. But, I mean, it kind of goes both ways. There isn't going to be an easy schedule um, for the any team or the especially the Lakers but also the Lakers are really really damn good so I'm not entirely worried about the schedule too much I'm just worried about making sure all the guys are healthy and back up to speed by the time the playoffs start Jacob before we go am, am I forgetting anything I don't think so you haven't mentioned uh the tractors in Indiana or anything uh, during this podcast. Uh, oh, okay. Sorry. I, there is one thing. Um, it is not uh, super important. It's just a pet peeve of mine that I empathize with the players with. Um, players won't be able to shower in the arena and would need to do so in their respective hotels. Jacob, I played soccer growing up. And after games, when we do travel tournaments, I go and from playing a game in like 90 degree weather to walking back to my hotel 
room in an elevator, just smelling like death. Yeah. And um, so I empathize. My heart goes out to the NBA players <laughs> who I'm sure would just like for a lot of them, it's probably therapeutic too. just a nice, quiet moment uh, in the shower after games. So, or a place where Ron Artest can visit you, yeah, <laughs> as he famously did for Kobe. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll say I'm gonna throw my sister under the bus here because she too played soccer when we were all younger, and uh, she would always we'd go watch. She would get in the car, like you said, having played in a hot, sweaty day, and immediately take her shoes off, and she had. Just some of the smelliest feet. And then it would just be a nightmare drive home um, as she just giggled, laughed away while playing her Nintendo DS while we're all just in agony racing home. Uh, yeah, I hadn't seen that. I do sympathize. Maybe the players' families aren't going to want to be there because they're going to have to deal with them stinking for <laughs> right after the game's <laughs> in. Uh, it's kind of weird. It's going to be weird to see, like, Again, way far down the line, but like how they're going to handle media being there. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know that they're going to. I think they said like 1,600 people is the max on campus. Um, math wise, I don't know how, uh, if you have 22 teams, um, how many people that would be per team. Uh, it'd be about 72 people per team. I don't think they're going to have nearly that many, um, but you also have people with ESPN, people with the NBA, um, coaches and whatnot. So I don't know if it'll just be a lot of Zoom post-game press conferences or what, but uh, it'll be interesting to see how they handle that as well. Uh, And with that, I think that's our show. And knowing our luck, we will probably, the the NBA will probably announce the schedule (laughs) as soon as we post this. Uh, we we posted on uh, Friday or sorry, posted on Friday night as opposed to Friday morning because we thought the next step for the NBA would be to release the schedule after the Players Association ratified it. Um, but that didn't happen. So league didn't uh, have their stuff together as much as we thought. <laughs> so uh, yeah, hopefully next time we we talk, we'll be able to do a schedule breakdown maybe. Uh, and if not. It'll still be more than than we've talked about in the past few months. So thank you for all sticking with us. Everybody stay safe. uh, And we'll we'll talk to you all next week.